Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Accessible Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Slough, and this podcast is all about the ways that we can keep on making everyday technology more accessible for disabled people as well as covering what everyday technologies are less and more accessible for disabled people and which also gives technology companies more details on how they can keep on making their technology more accessible and for that reason I have a really passionate interest in the topic because I can only use technology by using a chopstick or a stylus in my mouth. So if you are someone who is also interested in all of that, please make sure to give the podcast a follow if you are able to search for it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, on Google Podcasts and on Spotify. And I also update it three times weekly at the minute. And hopefully that means that I will be able to cover some more recent tech news soon enough. And hopefully this then turns into a podcast about the most recent tech releases and updates and how accessible they are. In this episode, however, you're going to be hearing my thoughts on the 24-inch M1 iMac by Apple which was first released on the 21st of May 2021. As always, the main bit of audio for the review comes from a video that was first uploaded to YouTube. And as always, there's a link below. But here's some additional notes about the 24-inch M1 iMac before I get fully into this review so that you can have extra details about it in case you ever need to bring them up. So it was the first of Apple's iMacs to get the Apple M1 chip. But while it was the first of Apple's iMacs to get the M1 chip, it was the fourth Apple computer overall to get it. But now that I've given you all those details, let's get straight into the review. So the new 24-inch iMacs are part of Apple's new Mac lineups coming in a range of seven different colours. I bought one of these as my 2015 MacBook Pro has been running short of storage with all the things I'm using it for. So I thought it would just be a good idea to upgrade. 
But what all these states knew, IMAX Congress and RJ accessible for everyone. Exactly, IMAX comes in has a picture of your color of IMAX on the front with the word IMAX on the side and more pixels of the device itself at every single side and covered with the usual piece of plastic that Apple fans love very, very much. As soon as you open the box, the first thing you'll see will be a protection shield with the word hello on it and covering the actual iMac beneath it. Under the iMac, you have your keyboard, your magic mouse, the charger for your iMac, and the work for the keyboard, and all of your quick start information. As well as this, you will also get your Apple stickers. And this would also be where your magic trackpad would be if you ordered one. But unfortunately, the Apple Store in Belfast didn't have any in stock at the time that I got mine. So I ended up ordering a silver one on Amazon. And although I'm happy with the trackpad I have got, I would like to have the option of upgrading to a blue one at some point. So if Apple launched any of customizable colour trackpads then a single option that would be great. Everything was very nice to unwrap and set up as well though. The new 24 inch iMacs are 11.5mm in thinness with a screen you can move to adjust the angle and less than 40 kilos. Powered by the new M1 chip, the chip is what gives the iMac its extraordinary design and helps integrate the processor, graphics and more. The screen sits on a poised stand which I feel makes it look a wee bit iPadish compared to the magic keyboard face that you get. And at the back you have all the different fast ports for plugging in any devices you need as well as the power button. But as someone who is still using the 2015 MacBook Pro but moved on to the 24-inch iMac for film and audio reasons, you can really see the difference in the 4.5K brightness display. The P3 white colour gamut brings what you're watching to life and images stand with a brilliant 500 pixel brightness. The True Tone technology adjusts the colour of temperature to the ambient light 
for your environment, for another experience. Personally, I can't wait until I start making a couple of short films so I can see how they all play back. But even the cameras have got a massive update in this iMac with a 1080p FaceTime HD camera. Double the resolution of higher quality video code. We get a larger sensor that captures more light and the advanced image signal processor thanks to the M1 chip greatly improves image quality. The new IMAX come with studio quality max which makes sense that whether you're recording a podcast or something else You'll always come across crisp and clear. The free microwave is designed to reduce feedback so conversations flow naturally with the included beamforming, helping to ignore background noise. The new sound system on the iMac brings room filling audio to any space. The two pairs of force cancelling roofers creates rich, deep bass without any unwanted vibration and with high performance triggers. No, not these ones. The volume of the Mac is absolutely brilliant. This iMac also supports spatial audio when playing music or video with Dolby Atmos, but the fact that a lot of this is still limited to Apple headphones does make it a wee bit annoying. Although you can connect non-Apple headphones to any Apple device, I would love if it was as easy to connect my skull candies as it is to connect airports, but that's hopefully something that both those companies can sort in the future. Lastly, this iMac is also able to run the newest iOS software, but at the time that this is out, this iOS Monterey and they do have any iPad label than the iPad 6 gen, iPad mini 5th gen or the iPad 3rd gen and any iPad Pro you will be able to use Sidecore. Sidecore isn't unfortunately accessible enough wherever at the because if you your Mac screen to your iPad, you have to use an Apple Pencil, which isn't a very accessible stylus for any physically disabled person. But overall, though there are some small things that could be improved, the vast majority of stuff on this iMac 
I can access. It was easy to set up once my trunk card arrived and I was able to set up all my accessibility features easily enough. The only things I think have to improve is for the sideboards for scrolling down on the side to be set to constantly on and with a customizable thickness for face ID to be added instead of touch ID and for sidecar to be able to be used with a cheaper or accessible stylus other than the Apple Pencil but other than that it is very accessible. You can get the new 24 inch iMac in blue, green, pink and silver with orange, yellow and purple also being a choice and you can also get the magic keyboard with or without touch ID. The new iMac costs between £1,249 to £1,649 but it is a very good computer overall. But now that I've gone through all of this, let me ask you did you buy the 24-inch M1 iMac recently or at any point after it came out? And how have you found it if you did? Is there anything you like or dislike about it? And what would you change? Well, if you would like to pass on some of your thoughts, you can include them in a review wherever you're listening to this podcast on, as well as via the contact pages over on my Gabe's Loud Tech Review site, pltechreviews.co.uk, or on my other website, babyloud.com. If you are interested in watching the videos that I have uploaded on accessible technology before, you can find them by searching for PL Tech Reviews on YouTube, and it's also free to subscribe to. But if you would also like to see a couple of my accessible tourism reviews, as well as my film, TV, theatre reviews and political videos. You can find all of them by searching for Feedstyle Journalism on YouTube and subscribing to that. But that's not all, because if you are interested in all of those topics as well, but you would prefer a video-free version for whatever reason, you can also find the Feedstyle podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. But that's only literally until Stitcher is discontinued later this month. In the next episode, 
You'll be hearing my thoughts on Apple's 2021 M113 and 2016 and Mac with Rose, which were released as part of the October event that year. But as you'll later learn, I then changed my mind about it. But anyway, Thanks for listening to this complete podcast episode the whole way through, as I said. And please follow it if you are enjoying everything that I cover. But mentioned, I plan to update this podcast currently three times a week. And that will hopefully allow me to move on to our tech news as well. That is likely more recent and to cover a couple of other things as well so that it sort of turns into a tech news reactions type of podcast and where you get to learn about the most recent tech and their accessibility features. If you would like to support me on my socials, you can do so by searching for at Lyle on Twitter and giving me a follow. And my Instagram handle is the real Lyle. You can also follow the Thiebslau Technology site as well if you have a WordPress account. But if you don't have a WordPress account, I'm and don't fancy setting up a blog or a business. You can still support everything I do by searching for at PL Tech Reviews on Twitter and on Instagram. But anyway, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you all in the next one. Bye!